0: Welcome to Another Orbit, a podcast exploring our musical past, present, and future favorites as they unfold. I'm Kaliza. And I'm Suzette And, and we're, we're from Other Orbit. Orbit,
1: a collective of DJs, musicians, and artists from Los Angeles, California. Today, we are going to be further diving into some of our favorite bands and groups that are fronted by women. Kaliza,
0: I'm so excited to hear your selections. I
1: am thrilled to
0: hear what you're going to play today. And as the Spice Girl said, girl power, right? <laughs>
1: Yes. Oh my God! Slap it to my <laughs> Spice up your life. <laughs> Baby, oh my God. Okay. All
0: right. <laughs> I know that song's gonna be in my head. Thanks.
1: Uh. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite Spice Girls song? Do you have one? Say you'll be there. <gasps> ah! Say you'll be freaking girl. there. I don't care. Girl. Okay. Unfortunately, they're not on our list today. But mm-hmm. fuck me, that's a great song. Mm-hmm. Say you'll be there is yep. a fave for me too. Oh, God. And the video's fun. I mean, yeah. It is. Everything about it. Yeah. Well, speaking of girl bands, Mm -hmm. we got to see our childhood heroes,
0: Bikini Kill, which was amazing. It's like we got to see them, but I think it was. Even better that both of us got to see them together. Know. That you was know? so fucking cool. It's like cool. A, my teenage dream come true. Not only that, but the fact that we had the honor and privilege of seeing the one and only Alice Bag open. Oh,
1: I know.
0: That was incredible. Yeah. Like, what could make a Bikini Kill
1: show better? Alice Bag opening up. <laughs> I know. That was a thrill. That was two bucket list items knocked off. Yeah. And she is such a a vibrant performer she really is oh it's yeah it's like punk rock man i
0: mean yeah having her and kathleen hannah like in the same bill it was just like double daria like (laughs) double trouble double it was just like the ultimate double feature i I know it was good did they play
1: your favorite song did bikini kill play your favorite song
0: they did not play they did not play Star Billy Boy. Okay. I regret. I was not expecting them to, however. It's uh it's, yeah, a, uh-huh.
1: it's, it's, a, it's a, not a lesser known song. No, it's just yeah. not as
0: I don't doesn't have the popularity of some of the other ones, but yeah. I was really happy. I mean And the funny thing is, they they didn't play Rebel Girl for an encore. I was expecting that. That was like the second to last song of the main set. But I thought it was so sweet when they, the final song, the final encore was for Tammy Ray. Kathleen dedicated it to her mom. I I thought that was the sweetest thing ever.
1: Was like she's such a weirdo I thought yeah it was i was so like cute. jealous no I okay <laughs> Honestly, yeah.
0: no i think that's really yeah that is so I, it really it made it me so cry I, yeah i
1: did cry i cried at the show and it like m- moved me and i'm so grateful that we live in an era where uh cell phones and digital cameras are very apparent because everybody in the pit in the front row had uh, the, this performance by Bikini Kill up on YouTube that night. Right, yeah. So I yeah, got yeah. to see like a couple perspectives. Nice. From the pit, and nice. I didn't have to be in the actual pit. Yeah. Because the pit looks fuck. I mean, punk shows are just brutal. Like, if at yeah. the uh, front and center, you know? Exactly. Um, and as much as I would have loved it, my 35 year old body would have no. forgiven and, and me. And
0: there was a mosh pit there. Like, I saw Definitely. that happening. You know, I was, I was, expe- oh, you know, yeah. we were expecting it. Yeah. But, you know. They're I mean,
1: unapologetic. Yeah. Like, mosh pits are so unapologetic. But speaking of being being. being front and center at the palladium that's where i got to see my first artist oh no way so it goes full circle yeah my first artist that i'm going to talk about today is suzy and the banshees and the song is called forever Because it was the perfect timing to find this lovesick song. Because m- the love of my life, my current wife now, who was my best friend then, um, had just left to the military. I worried about her every single fucking day. Ooh, yeah, she was in constant danger. And oh. it was just, you know, I, th- I had this like very fearful mentality that I was going to lose her and I was having daily ment- mental breakdowns. Yeah, that's of really it. scary. That's yeah.
0: really scary. Yeah, she
1: was a, she fought she's a veteran in the Iraq war. You know, and I was also in the closet and I was in love with the woman and I had this like romantic song and it, and it's just a beautiful song. And it has a really memorable melody and it's um definitely one of the songs that's like imprinted on me and anytime I hear it I just get this nostalgic paying for a specific time mm-hmm. and era. That
0: is the best kind of music. When it right. brings you back those kind of nostalgic memories, feelings, whatever, that, in my opinion, is the most like impactful type of right? music. Yeah, Like,
1: you could picture the fucking time of day you might have been listening to it, you yeah. know? The way she's singing, you can hear that it is coming from a very real place of some kind of love lost or, yeah. you know, because the song is like we couldn't stay together and we i knew this wouldn't last forever so it's like like you know singing like
0: that when you can feel that emotion like (sighs) that's yeah it's like memories emotions feel it all ties together so when you can when you can like feel it just by listening to it you know it's legit yeah
1: so some background on suzy and the banshees uh suzy is the lead singer of this group and she is the main Lyricist, she is responsible for all of the lyrics and some of the production, and her real name is Susan Janet Baileyon, and um, she is your favorite artist's artist, and she has actually inspired a list of people that are my favorite artists, like The Cure, um, The Smiths, not so much anymore, but still, she inspired them. Uh, she's inspired Radiohead, Red Hot Chili Peppers, LCD Sound System, oh, yeah, down to Santi Gold, oh, wow. um, Joy Division, Massive Attack arcade fire and somebody else on my list the breeders like i said all the lyrics are written by Susie, and she's one of my faves in lyrics because she deals with her own human experience and she sings about her mental anguish and her mental illness she has sung about her sexual abuse from childhood and her adulthood assaults she you know tinkers with dark mysteries and 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 the dark urges of of the human you know human life yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly
0: where did you um, first hear about Susie and the Banshees because funnily enough how I heard about them was I had a friend who was obsessed with Batman Returns you know that movie uh-huh. from 1992 yeah. she was really into the soundtrack and they had this song called Face to Face on there and that's how I first heard about them like yeah Batman, soundtrack. Yeah, Batman Returns oh, wow. soundtrack and I'm like her name is not spelled the way it sounds and yeah. I just thought it was really yeah I thought it was really interesting I just remember it being like a really like atmospheric song oh, yeah, and that's,
1: yeah that's their yeah that's and she their started jam. off
0: in like in the London punk scene right yes. like in the 70s yep. so yeah yep.
1: that's where she comes from and yeah. she was originally like a I don't want to say groupie because that feels like a misogynistic word mm-hmm. but she was a follower of the sex pistols right and yeah they gave her kind of like a platform okay but she stopped following them once she discovered that like the scene was like still pretty misogynistic even though they were like quote-unquote creating space for her yeah of course um, but yeah, yeah the first time i heard about Susie was through the cure and it's because i had the okay. poster that mm-hmm. my current wife has in our in her bedroom mm-hmm. um it's a poster of Susie and Robert Smith, longing like lovingly looking at each I think other. I, I know which one you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, and I've seen that. I, when I first saw that poster and I bought it, I didn't know who she was, yeah. and I slowly started learning about her, and and kind of my love for that band right. started to slowly like unfold. Okay. And and and, um, forever remains one of my most cherished memories. And I and even though like when I hear it it still makes me sad because I do remember how I felt at the time, I realize that things do get better and I and I and I can now listen to it and appreciate the song for its full beauty. Nice, you yeah, know? Nice. And, and that's my connection okay. to forever. I should I should revisit
0: them because yeah, I, you know, I first heard uh face to face when I was like 11 or something yeah. and I thought it was a pretty song but I didn't really I don't know. Like I didn't. I don't think I appreciated it as as much as I should have. So maybe I think I'm going to, especially based on what you said. Like yeah. I think it's worth revisiting. Yeah, for sure. every
1: album is is its own. It's its own work of art, okay, you know, yeah. like how artists have series in yes. paintings. Yeah, it's like that's how I look at albums. And yeah, yeah, which is what you, have to... you know, it's a it's a wonderful approach yeah. to have to yeah. albums, but it's hard yeah. to look at them like that. Yeah, as opposed to yeah. like you know Picasso's blue period versus his yeah. realistic yeah tenure, you know yeah it's, but it's, it's like very you, different. You
0: have to do that though because it's like you know artists are humans, they're people like they grow and evolve like everyone else yeah. with along with their artwork or their creative output That's true. so it's like it's only fair to do that but sometimes it's yeah maybe it's easy to want familiarity or to them to stick to a exactly. formula that you felt worked yeah. because it you know you it moved you it comforted exactly. you it connected with you exactly you know?
1: that last part you just yeah. said right now that's exactly what ties people into wanting their bands to sound the same each album yeah it's that it's yeah. that like initial spark of yeah dopamine that yeah people yes. got when they and were first listening to yeah. the album and you, know? you just
0: want more of it and you want more variations of yeah. it but then so- sometimes that's happened where i it takes me time to get used to a new album yeah. you know or a new sound uh-huh. and then i don't initially like it but then later on i realize i like it even more exactly so but sometimes yeah. that happens sometimes it doesn't yeah so.
1: that is one of my favorite songs from Susie and the banshees let's let's go on to your next song what's your song
0: now this next band is in stark contrast to the atmospheric sound of Susie and the banshees they're babes in toyland with the song bruise violet let's hear a little bit of it Now to bring it back to *Bikini Kill*, they were actually a direct influence on them. Kathleen Hanna said in a 2010 interview that *Babes in Toyland* was a band that was hugely important to us, and we were like, "God, if only we could play awesome shows like *Babes in Toyland*." <laughs> so oh. full circle, full circle, right there too. What a sweet thing to say. Too. I know, like, right? What a
1: nice thing to have said yeah. about you.
0: And again, just to clarify, *Babes in Toyland*. May have been lumped in with the Riot Girl movement, but they were not actually a part of it. So just what uh,
1: would they? Would people consider them more uh, grunge? Um,
0: I always just saw them as a punk band, but some people, you know, call them an alternative band.
1: Right? Yeah. I don't
0: know. It's just I didn't. I I never really knew exactly. How to categorize or yeah. classify the genres them I just, are
1: really nuanced. N- they are I know, they are can overlap yeah. in several different Exca- yeah, so exactly yeah exactly
0: and it's just i just labeled them as a band that i like yeah so, <laughs> i know.
1: like that so tell
0: me about them yeah they were formed in minneapolis minnesota where prince is from Ooh. in 1987. I got into them after seeing their Sweet Sixty Nine video on MTV. It was either Alternative Nation or One Hundred and Twenty Minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember yeah. both of those. Yeah, and the Sweet Sixty Nine it was a real sixties looking. It was like really fun. Yeah. But it sounded so like thrashy and I eventually bought the album Fontenelle, which is the album. That contains Bruise Violet, which, by the way, is rumored to be about Courtney Love.
1: No way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hole had that song called Violet, right?
0: Yeah, there's that. Yeah, there's that. Um, and also, uh, Kat and Courtney were actually in a band together in, like, 1984. They were called Sugar Baby Doll oh, or shit. Sugar Babylon, depending on, I guess, what you read or who you ask. Uh, they met in Portland, Oregon, at the Satyricon Club, which is also where Courtney met Kurt Cobain. Oh shit! Yeah. No way! So they formed a band. You know, apparently the yeah the quote unquote rivalry was apparently blown out of proportion by the press when they were actually friends the whole time
1: oh that yeah. makes sense which
0: I mean are, so that women kind being, of shit sells yeah women being pitted against each other gee I never heard that before <laughs> yeah you know oh wow yeah. the
1: novelty yeah
0: exactly you know in an interview she was asked if the song was written about Courtney and she said no, firstly, because Violet was released two years later, and secondly, that Violet was a muse that both she and Love wrote about. Okay. And there's also dispute on who invented the, quote, kinder whore look that they both sported, you know, with, yeah. like, the barrettes in their hair and the baby doll dresses. Yeah, yeah. And, again, that depends on who you ask and what you read or whatnot. I didn't
1: realize that look is called kinder whore. Yeah, it was called
0: kinder whore, yeah. Oh. The album fontanelle that Bruce violet is on and i did not realize that the uh, the cup co- the cover photo was actually taken by cindy sherman
1: shut the fuck yeah.
0: up i had no idea about that i didn't know that the i for some reason i also didn't know that it was the album itself was co-produced by um by lee Rinal- ronaldo of sonic youth
1: what yeah
0: anyway that's that's the uh info i have on babes in toyland cool absolutely
1: sweet deal okay I guess let's move on to me <laughs> so moving on to my next song now my front woman might be disputed because she's known as as a solo artist and her name is selena if you don't know who that is
0: never uh, heard of her no just kidding no just <laughs> kidding just kidding
1: um she is the front woman of mm-hmm. ilos dinos yep. so it's selena ilos mm-hmm. dinos yep And my song is Fotos y Recuerdos in Music Club. This song is um, a cover of the Pretenders track back on the No chain gang. kidding. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. It's more of a it's more of a, a, a sample, I guess you could say, um, from the lyric. I found a picture of you. Yes, it's yeah, yeah. It's translated in Spanish, and so wow. she's like singing about it, and her version now is is a little more eerie because she sings, "All that is left of your love is photos and memories." And she's singing that in Spanish, and she was killed uh, like yeah. two months after this song came out.
0: No, it yeah. was that soon after.
1: It was very soon. Yeah, it was like two months after oh. this song came out, and after she died, it's when it oh. reached number one. And wow. the song took on an even like greater meaning because yeah. you know it's 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 called Photos and Memories. She was definitely one of my biggest childhood crushes, and she is one of. Um, She was an artist that all of my friends loved when we were kids. Like, all of them. Race, creed, anybody. All of us had this. (laughs) All of us loved Selena. Um, And friends who didn't even speak Spanish knew all the lyrics to her songs. Like, they learned them phonetically. Nice. And Selena has, like, a really interesting rising because, you know... Her dad noticed her musical talents when she was like six years old. She performed at her father's restaurant with her brothers and sisters. The restaurant closed, so that kind of like encouraged her dad to become a manager and get them on the road. And they would perform for gas and, and money and food and stuff like that. So they like really struggled. But the oh, da- yeah. her dad was really perseverant because yeah. he saw her potential. And yeah. constantly, every... You know, every time she, they hit that glass ceiling mm-hmm. in the Tejano music, they were stopped somehow and told, like, "No, you, you guys can't go any further. She's a woman. She's yeah, not gonna make very it." Very male you know? dominated, right? It's, yeah. Yes, it is. And um and you know what? She fucking grew to be one of the okay. biggest stars yeah. in Tejano music. Like, to this day, she oh, yeah. fucking brought that genre of music to the mainstream. Oh, for sure. Honestly.
0: And her dad was a musician, too, right? Uh, yeah, 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 okay.
1: yeah. The fun fact about this is that when they recorded it and were about to release it, uh, you know, Selena and one of her brothers were like, um, we don't have clearance to actually fucking use this song on her album. And Chrissy Hind would not give them clearance until... The song was uh, translated into English, and and, huh. and so she could review it. And Whoa. once she okay. saw what the lyrics were in English, she was like, "Fuck yeah, go ahead, use it." Wow, it okay. was cool. Yeah, and it and it went on to become one of Selena's biggest fucking songs ever. I remember, uh, like, I think the following year they were casting the movie for Selena when i was a right kid. yeah i remember, remember that the buzz yeah that i remember happened? yeah i remember that i'm telling you right now half almost every single girl in my fifth grade class went to audition whether they looked like selena or not
0: no way i'm not
1: joking i was the only like i went to school that day and i was the only girl and i was like what where did everybody go yeah and my friend um was like everybody went to go audition for the selena no. movie you know? and i was so bummed out that i missed this opportunity to try to audition for even though i was like a blonde-haired christopher columbus haircutted motherfucking kid like <laughs> i was so fucking mad i looked nothing like selena and i was so mad i missed this opportunity <laughs>
0: sorry i never expected you to ever bring up the christopher columbus hair like in a podcast and i I saw the photo i saw the finally saw the photo years after i had heard the the, uh, description it's true
1: i had christopher i had colonial fucking i look so dumb but i thought i had a chance to be selena it was just a very
0: 90s haircut it was it was it was, it
1: was it was uh, but anyway, I'm going to leave it out there. <laughs> or, what is your next uh, song, madam?
0: I don't know if that could be topped. I don't know if Christopher <laughs> Columbus here can be topped. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway. So the next band, it's another all-female band. Um, nice. Off the heels of of Babes in Toyland, who are called L7. And the song is called Fuel My Fire. Here's a clip. Beautiful. I got into them when I heard the song Andre on K Rock, and then the video on MTV. Like oh, the wow. video, yeah. I mean, I like not e- not even like pretend we're dead. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. Shit. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know why, but that was the first. I don't know. Maybe I think I think it's maybe I saw the video on MTV it was just so yeah. random they're playing at a beauty salon they're just on the street like eating yeah. ice cream there's this weird like face cutout. I just thought it was the weird like most random thing like it did <laughs> yeah. not look like a high budget video I was like who are these ladies you know they don't look they don't really look polished you know like a you know they didn't look like like pop stars you no. know what I mean yeah, they looked yeah, a little yeah. disheveled they looked grungy but they're on the streets of L.A., you yeah, know. Yeah, they,
1: they looked hardcore. Yeah, like, they, they did. Looked like, you do not fuck
0: no, with them. No, yeah, but they also had kind of, they also seemed like they had a sense of humor, which oh, I thought was really cool. They just, yeah. huh? um, and th- they sounded less punk to me. They, they just sounded a little more, more like metal-tinged. Because yes. just, it just—it was just heavy ass. Because It was the yeah. distortion on the chords. Yeah. On like the guitar effects, they just seemed like they
1: were heavier. Yeah. Like, whoa, super whoa. heavy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. They just seemed like just a group of total badasses. Yeah. That's a
1: good. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I never thought it, about yeah. it like
0: that. Yeah. And they weren't. Um. They didn't. They didn't seem like as overtly angry. You know what uh-huh. I mean? But but they still just had this attitude about them yeah. that I was just really drawn to. And they were actually formed in 1985 in Los Angeles, originally by Donita Sparks and Susie Gardner, oh, cool. both from the Midwest. Donita and Susie apparently both worked at the LA Weekly.
1: No yeah, and they shit. were active
0: participants in the art punk DIY scene oh, in the Echo Park Silver LA Lake area. Was cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, remember
1: yeah. when it was actually fucking cool? Oh, oh I remember sorry. that. I heard they got
0: bought out and some yeah, changes happened. It's, it's moving
1: towards conservative. Yes,
0: they were. Yeah, shit. I've heard about that. Yeah. Very it's sad. Very sad and very scary. It, but it yeah. is
1: sad, but I'm sorry. No, no, now.
0: no. That is a that is a very interesting footnote to include for sure. But yeah, they they freaking two members of L7 used to apparently used to work there. You know, that's fucking. Cool. And um Donita did say, I do remember Donita saying, um you know, L7 didn't come out of the metal scene. They came more out of the art scene. So that, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Jennifer Finch, she, like uh Kat Bjelland from Babes in Toyland, was in Sugar Baby Doll slash Sugar Babylon with Courtney Love in the mid-80s.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah.
0: And she also appeared in Holes Doll Parts video after the Holes bassist Kristen Fof, uh Passed away that year due to yeah a heroin overdose. So
1: she appeared in the m- in the video music? in the video. Oh. Yeah, she had she the short hair. She didn't play the song.
0: No, no, she wasn't. Oh, but she was shit. in the video. Yeah, because I thought like I'm kind of like I I remember seeing the video and I'm like wait that doesn't look like Kristen the bassist like. Oh, but then I'm kind of like you know that kind of looks. Like Jennifer from El... And Probably. you're putting two, two, yeah. two, two, two together. and then I'm Yeah, like, but then I found out later that that actually was the case. Oh, crap. Their uh, 1992 album, Bricks Are Heavy, was produced by Butch Big, who also produced Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins. From Garbage, yeah. and Yeah, from Garbage, yeah, who ended up being yeah, the drummer in Garbage. Very cool. It's a very uh, close community, I guess. And also that year, they performed at the 1992 Reading Festival... And Donita actually threw her used tampon on stage. I
1: remember this story. Mm -hmm. This was such a fucking cool story. to me. That Oh, that's such a fuck you. It is. Yeah. It really is. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, they were having
0: technical difficulties with their equipment and they had to stall their set and they began like throwing mud on the stage. And she was just like, nope, you know, and just threw it there. I could
1: hear it like. (laughs) <laughs> i can hear it pop out and fucking throw and she's it she's
0: been unapologetic about the incident and then that same year uh also in the united kingdom they performed on this show called the word and she dropped her pants on live television <laughs> oh, that is shit. the definition of not giving a shit they were have you seen the movie serial mom by john waters i actually I have, have not seen that it, yeah. yeah they were in that i I'm long overdue to see that movie because they had a cameo in that movie. Oh,
1: shit. Yeah, as, as yeah I, I do remember that. I didn't yeah. know that that was them.
0: Yeah, that apparently was them. Jennifer Finch was replaced in 1996 by Gail Greenwood of the band Belly. And they've actually had two documentaries, one in 1998. It's a pseudo-documentary called L7, The Beauty Processed. It was directed by Chris Novoselka for Nirvana. Close-knit scene back yeah. then, you know. And also... Um, the Kickstarter funded documentary about all seven called pretend we're dead was released in 2017, but I learned a lot, like had magazine covers. I mean, yeah. Prodigy covered their song yeah. on out of the land they cover they cover fuel my fire and i don't know they just seem to be getting a lot of recognition but they never even had like a gold album and i think the most they ever made was like five hundred dollars in one month you know yeah they never had that that much money yeah
1: they were on um they were included in the san andreas video game right yeah yeah oh yeah and their song was it was on the la grunge radio station right Yeah, yeah yeah this is really cool you
0: know um there was a good quote by danita saying that when you're ahead of the times you're behind on your rent yeah oh, so i thought fuck. that was i thought that was a really cool quote wow yeah
1: that's a good way to end that wow okay yeah okay my next my, my next song Oof. so my next song is by a band called the breeders Ooh. and the song is called cannonball and here's a clip yay <laughs> Cannonball rolling through town. Yeah. I remember seeing Lacma. <laughs> yeah. I shots of Lacma. I was like, that looks familiar. Yeah. And um it was on heavy ass fucking rotation on MTV. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I remember that because I watched a lot of MTV and I also had a like kind of a crush on MTV VJ Kennedy, <laughs> who was uh the host of Alternative Nation, which you mentioned earlier. Um and yep. Kennedy was just dropping facts about this band and its background and its origins, and she mentioned that this is kind of like a, a Supergirl group of you know women from other bands coming together and, and creating like one right. one cool band. Shit. With the exception, I think of uh, Kim Deal's twin sister Kelly. I think she was like the only one that was like new to music. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but the origins of this band um, lies within the Pixies and throwing Muses. Um, Kim Deal was in uh, the Pixies, and. Uh, Tanya Danelli was in Throwing Muses and she's one of the original founding members of the Breeders but she wasn't around for this Cannonball yeah. song and she wasn't yeah she was in Belly yeah. which
0: brings us back to how they're connected to the Breeders yeah
1: and um, this song's bass knocked me the fuck yes, out which you yeah. you mm-hmm. heard in the first few seconds oh, of my yeah. clip fuck me up that bass yep. it just hit me immediately and I still bump the shit out of that song to this day. And my favorite part about music is when there's like an accompanying music video that just fucking is really cool. This music video was directed by Kim Gordon, oh really, and Spike Jones. I didn't know Kim Gordon. Also- yeah, really, I didn't. Wow. Yeah, okay. and um, it, and it features you know the band and the Deal sisters, and they're in a dress- like a trash dressing room. And there's also shots of like like i said the cannonball rolling through the fucking town um as and kim deal like singing underwater too yes yeah, yeah that like, was so was, random yeah, yeah really that was so random yeah and um spike jones is one of my favorite directors yeah, uh, music you. video wise oh yeah he directed buddy holly weezer mm-hmm. which is i not a big fan of weezer big fan of that music video oh, yeah he directed iconic. Sabotage and Sure mm-hmm. Shot by Beastie yes. Boys. Yes, remember that, huh? Yeah, It's also Quiet by Bjork. <gasps> yeah, that's right. And one of my all-time favorite fucking music videos is The Far Side, A <gasps> Drop. Yes! Like, that entire yep. music video yeah. was filmed. That entire music video was filmed backwards, and then it was reversed to give no that kidding. weird, like, fucking vibe. Yeah, okay, that makes vibe. sense. That yeah, makes sense. It, okay. it was cool. And fun, a fun little story about Spike Jones is I was at a Jenny Lewis show, And I was like pretty close to the front and this dude walks up to me and he's like 5'2", something like that. And he comes (laughs) up to me and he's like, hey, do you mind if I um, stand in front of you? And I literally was like, (laughs) yes you're not gonna fucking block my view or anything go ahead and my sister-in-law grabbed me pulled me aside and was like you just fucking insulted spike jones and i was like oh (laughs) my god my hero (laughs) i had no idea like i felt so fucking bad but anyway show was great he was really nice also weird i this is something i learned Mm -hmm. recently Spike Jones co-founded Girls Skateboards. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Apparently. God's Green Earth? Really? Apparently
0: so, and he apparently dated Karen O for a little bit, and oh, yeah,
1: and he was married to Sofia Coppola too. I mean, That's we all right. knew yeah, that, okay. but yeah, yeah,
0: weird, weird. That's right. Oh yeah. Um.
1: So yeah. So back to the band. They were formed in Dayton, Ohio, and it's had different lineups. The original lineup from 1993 broke up, but um, they got back together in 2018 and played like. A short string of shows or whatever. Um, Nirvana frontman from, but Kurt Cobain, frontman for Nirvana, <laughs> actually, actually, uh, said that the last Splash album that Cannonball is on is one of his favorites, and he remarked that he wished Kim was allowed to write more songs for the Pixies. <gasps> amen to that right she's a really good songwriter yeah and prodigy speaking of fat of the land again again. used a like i think used two pretty prominent samples from the lash lash last (laughs) splash album on their fat of the land um and one of them is sos which is the looping intro to Firestarter. (gasps) what wow i did not wah, know wah, that wah, 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 okay wah, wah, wow okay that's a that's a guitar chord from sos what? and they just fucking looped it and distorted it and it what? sounds legit so they're covering all seven and they're sampling the yeah. breeders wow fucking prodigy knew what was up dude. yeah rest they, in peace they really keith, yeah man. rest Fuck in, rest in peace
0: keith yeah seriously honestly yeah Shit,
1: and like i said that fucking song's bass slaps the shit out of my face uh-huh. every time i put it on yep. it still holds up it's timeless it's just good music yeah
0: oh, and it's yeah. still one of
1: my favorites and i'm gonna i'm gonna end my um i'm gonna end my little fucking thing there <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you guys for tuning in thank you so much for hanging out with us we are other orbit and this was another orbit podcast or another orbit pod Ugh, pod just sounds weird anyway visit other to find all of our social medias our podcast has its own instagram another orbit pod please subscribe like rate share if you can't do any of those things if we made you laugh even once please just let other people know uh we love you and next episode we will be doing the second half of this episode so this was part one next one is part two naturally Uh, and I'll be sharing a song I heard for the first time in my own living room good music in my living room it's more likely than you think Suze will be sharing some more childhood classics of hers I'll be fucking talking about how much TLC changed my goddamn life um yeah okay well that's it for now We love you, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye.